Hey, and welcome again to another Fumble podcast with Throweck, Purple Chest, and Morehouse. Today we update you on Fumble news and we talk about the recent UKTC which Team Fumble performed at. Enjoy! Hey Fumblers and welcome to the Fumble Podcast number 16. I'm Throwek. I'm Purple Chest. Hey, this is Morehouse. And we are here to talk to you about loads of Blood Bowl stuff. So we've got quite a lot coming up but our main chunk of it will be uh, Purple Chest and myself regaling you with tales from the UKTC. But let's start with some news. So, news. Fumble news. What's going on in Fumble at the minute? Anything exciting to do with the Black Box Trophy? Uh, do you know the Black Box Trophy really hasn't been moving much over the last ten days? Um, I mean, well, um, partly I haven't been doing much on there. I've been I've been doing loads of other stuff. Um, we've still got Malmir right up at the top. He's on 128 points with three racial leads. Uh, it's still a big active scene. There's still loads of games getting played there. In total, now we have 226 people signed up for it, uh, and only a handful of those haven't played any games at all. And loads of people are up in in decent big numbers. So it's it's still a very active, very competitive scene. Uh, there's lots of races where the, the racial lead is very grabbable, particularly for some of the Tier 1 teams, which, of course, the way you build your squad means there's not that many of some of the really, really big teams around. Um, mm. I'd just say, you know, leap in and get involved. It's a, it's a very active format at the moment. Yeah. We've also yeah. had the uh, XFL start, and this round is High Elf, Goblins, and Chaos Renegades. Is that right? Uh, I think so, or is, all it, is it just straight up chaos? I've, I've seen goblins. No, no, it, it, it is renegades. It is renegades. It is renegades. So if you don't know what XFL is, it's the uh, can't remember what it stands for now. Xenophobe Federation. I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, and that basically is mirror matches all the way through a tournament. So it's high elves against high elves all the way through. Um, yep. Not everyone's a cup of tea, but some people could seem to enjoy it. So yeah, I suppose if we know. had news there, it would be that um, that perhaps the the most famous uh, Chaos Renegades team on uh, Fumble Small Cosp. Uh, I don't know. I know they were blocked for a while with a team that that dropped the game, and they were he was waiting to try and get that played. I know they're now unblocked, but that they're was, not that was in me. XFL. <laughs> I did. Well, it was good. Yeah, it was time yeah, to it, do so. so. It's his favourite team. I know they're not in the XFL, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, and also, Smallman has been absolutely smashing his box games out in the trophy. He's he's had a really good run with four of his teams. And having played him in one of those, I happen to know he really regrets the fact that despite his high elves getting an absolute mauling in their early games, uh, I think he had a, a fit of peak and retired them. So sadly, he's stuck on something like 127 and he's not going to be able to complete his season. Oh. So that's all he's going to get because... Because, uh, as we all know, it's it's not easy to unretire teams. So once no. they're gone, they're gone. They are. Once they're gone, that is a fumble rule. Um, okay. What else? Um, are we? Uh, I just for the if there's any North American listeners or maybe Pacific time zone type listeners or insomniac Europeans. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bazakistine has kind of started uh, organizing smack nights 
in during what would be North American prime time, uh, so early morning. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yep, yep, yep. So uh, if you are in Discord around, oh, you know, 2 a.m. Euro time or server time, uh, that's usually when he's doing that. And uh, keep an eye on the blogs because he usually puts a blog the day of that he's going to uh, try to get one going that night. So if you're interested in playing a, a quick little eight-person knockout tournament some evening, uh, keep an eye out for those. That Absolutely. I think if we're talking fumble news, I, I know we probably mentioned it before, but I've actually seen the Doom Diver in operation now. Oh yeah, it's a it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I mean, we've had the the Ooligan for a couple of months now, and uh, I mean, I've certainly found a place for him. I find his his uh, fan favorite uh, perhaps much more useful than his disturbing presence. But um, but we've now got the Doom Diver, and let me tell you, being able to throw a goblin reasonably accurately over nine squares, assuming you can get him up in the air in the first place uh, can be devastating um you know, yeah. he one turned against me and there was just about nothing you can do he does come yeah. without dodge so that's probably the first skill you're going to want on him um but he's a very very effective at, uh, at getting him where you want him to be yeah i uh it's such a new thing that uh, you know, every time i i use it I, I think of something a little bit different we talked after we played about you know uh because you can control his direction so well how you could do a short pass instead of a or a quick pass instead of a short pass with your yep. troll and still one turn, so you can make yeah. your pass easier on your troll. Uh, I we... could extend him up to three squares, can't Right, so. yeah. So, uh, and then another, after we talked about that, I even con- I even thought of, you know, you could, once you get strong arm, right, a short pass and a quick pass are the same from the troll, if you sure. take a strong arm troll. So you could actually set up the troll back in your own backfield, so then it's a lot easier to get the ball to the Doom Diver, you know what I mean? You because you yeah, could yeah. throw him. All, you could throw him from back halfway. Or, so, you know, so many times like a deep kick prevents a one turn from happening. But you could set up the Doom Diver back in the backfield and just throw him farther uh, and still get to the end zone. So that's something I haven't tried that yet. But that's something that occurred to me too. Uh, there's a lot of uses for that. I, I think when people first brought it up, the, the first thought was that without the stunty dodges, well, that's useless because the only time I ever throw teammate is you know when the opponent knows it's coming and then they set up with a line that you can't dodge sure. through but because of the range of this player and the different things he can do uh there are a lot of uses for him in situations where you the opponent won't know what's coming so there it'll expand your mind on, on when you can throw teammate and things like that uh i hit uh pc's ball carrier with it which ultimately didn't have much effect but it was funny <laughs> and uh <laughs> because you yeah. can aim it you can aim it a little better, you know, than you know the old trick of throw the goblin at the ball carrier when you have no other options. You can throw the doom diver into his cage and have a little bit more control of where it hits. Uh, so yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I think that's going to be a, a fun position for people to play around with. Yeah, I mean, it, it takes a team that has lots of fun toys that that can be brilliant but are massively unreliable, and it gives you yet another one of those. So yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. that's a, <laughs> yep. for those of us that that love a little bit of goblin madness. Um, that's a good thing to do. And on the subject of goblin madness. I've uh, I've just finally got rid of the goblin team that I had on BB2. Oh. Um, I got them into yeah. their six weekly, I think it is, um, playoffs. Uh-huh. And I, I sort of felt I had to go through with it. So I played the game out, but, um, you know, I was doing a couple of other things at the time. So it, it got done because the guy, you know, needs to get his team cleared, ready for the next round. Sure. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, I I wasn't competitive there, and I didn't take it particularly seriously. But you know, it's lots of people have fun there. I mean, the rules are very out of date now, and the client's sure. okay. It's just the you know the the CCL, as I've said before, I don't think is a particularly effective system if you're looking to play sure. um, competitive sure. blood bowl, as it were. Um, but I've got that done, mm-hmm. so yeah, those goblins are, are done now. Um, 
And of course, they don't have as many toys. They haven't got the Hooligan. They haven't got the Doom Diver. Yeah. But um, but they do have crazy stadiums. They do have That's crazy true. stadiums. <laughs> That's true. You get your nearly free stars. Yeah. Anyway, talking about you and Morehouse playing each other, mm-hmm. PC. Well, yeah. As, um, do you want to talk a bit about what you're uh, trying to do, Morehouse, with uh, voice yeah. chat? Yeah. So uh, I, we, we've got a new league going called uh, the World House League, or WHL. And the, the original concept was I wanted to... My, my experience with Blood Bowl, I had two problems, I guess. With, with tabletop Blood Bowl, uh, we've talked about this a little bit before, how this is a little different in, in Europe. But in, in the United States, everything is so spread out, it's very difficult to find real good tabletop opponents right where I live. You know what sure. I mean? I can go down to the local game store, and I and I can have a good time, and it's social and it's fun, but I'm playing against people who have played 10 games in their whole life. And, and you know, it's not it's not a competitive out for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, and then... The opposite of that, I guess, you go on Fumble, you can play against the best players from all over the world, and that's wonderful too, but a lot of times it's very anonymous and not very social, and there's not a lot of camaraderie or fun there. Uh, so my, my thought was I wanted to try to combine those two concepts and kind of get the best of both worlds uh, to try to get some some of the good real good players, uh, but also just fun guys and uh, people that are cool to hang out with uh, into sort of a virtual room, a, a Discord room and play kind of like a, a local house league if, you know, all these Blood Bowl players from all around the world happen to live in your town was the, the idea of how it, it would play out. Uh, and we've got a pretty good crew in there now. Uh, everybody's been really good and had a lot of fun. We uh, The way it basically works is we set up a Discord voice channel uh, while games are going on. So there may be five or six people or seven, you know, in the channel and two people are playing and everyone's just kind of chatting and laughing and, you know, uh, and watching the game. And uh, it feels a lot like you're at, you know, at the local game shop playing a game and sitting around a table and everybody's kind of talking. And uh, we get into off-topic stuff and that's fun too. We talk about tactical stuff and strategy stuff with Blood Bowl or just, you know, fun, silly stuff with Blood Bowl too that's fun. Uh, it, we have a really good time with it. Uh, I, I mean, I don't want to speak for everybody but it seems like everyone's having fun and uh i think people are i, I i've played i think i've played you and i've played purple chess and i've played yeah i can't remember who else i played actually but to actually sit and talk while you're playing just makes such a yeah. lovely difference it really yeah. does I, I find it's really it's added a whole i mean you know there's there's tabletop there's tournaments uh, there's there's fumble there's cyanide there's, there's lots of ways of playing blood bowl and to me this is almost a whole new one because yeah. yes, you're playing Fumble, it's the same client, but because of that human contact, which you, you just don't get through a screen, no matter how much you chat in the chat there, it's not right. the same as hearing a person, as hearing them go, oh, you know, when a guy <laughs> And it brings yeah. that human element of the fact that there is another human being you are choosing to spend your time with. And I, I, yeah. I've been really enjoying it. And look, you don't have to be in the, um, Morehouse's new league to enjoy that. I mean, Fumble has its own yeah. chat room. So any game sure. you're playing, if you and your opponent fancy popping in a chat room and chatting while you're playing, that is very, very available to anyone. Yeah, there are... And there's uh, closed channels as well. So you can have... There's open channels and closed channels. So um, right. if you just want it to be you and your opponent with nobody else listening in, that's possible. Yeah. Um, or you can have it with, like we do with the commentary, when people are talking and you just listen. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, I- Christer has been one for a long time people to use that and uh, he's actually been playing with us which is fun uh, it's, it's great to see him play in the game I he does so much work for the site that he, him allowing him allowing him to enjoy the fruits of his own labor right and, and to be able to use the site in a fun way and yeah, play uh, is really yeah, cool to see 
but yeah, you can certainly do that in any way you like. Uh, the main Fumble Discord, someone can explain to you, especially if Chris is on. There's game rooms, there's you know all different sort of uh, ways you can do that, like Throwick said, you, where you could have a big group in there talking, you could have just two people talking, you know, however you want to yeah, do that. Yeah, I mean, I think at the moment in the Discord, there's, there's four game rooms, so that, you know, up to four different games can be going on that have multiple people there. And then there's two private game rooms, which, which have a capacity of two. So once you and your opponent are in there, no one else is going to come sure. and bother you. You know, you're, you're going to be the only two voices. Yep. And then I did. I also wanted to say that if uh, anybody is interested in the the league aspect of it that, that I'm doing right now, we will have season two in a couple months. Uh, I, I don't know how many spots we'll have or how big it will be. So I can't guarantee everyone that's listening to this a spot. But if you are interested in joining, uh, get a hold of me and I'll let you know what the situation is, if there's going to be a wait list or if you can jump right in or, uh, you know, how, how it will work. Uh, it's We have a lot of really, really good players from all over the world in there, but I don't think it's unwelcoming to someone who's less experienced either. You know, I, I think it's a good balance of, you know, if you, if you want to go in there and be competitive, you can certainly, you'll have the opportunity to do that because there are so many good players in there. Relax. But Purple if you're new, join, for example, th- that's true. Yeah, I mean, we, we have a couple noobs, right? My two co-hosts on the podcast <laughs> are uh, are involved. So, uh, but but yeah, I, I think it's something that it's got a little something for everyone. Uh, so yeah, if anyone feels like they might be interested in that, get a hold of me, and I'll uh, I'll tell you, I'll give you a rundown on it. I mean, cool. I, I think with some of the people we've got in there, it, it is going to end up quite competitive at times. But the rule I'm trying to keep in my head when I'm playing there is that we're we're trying to do it slightly differently. We're trying to have fun. Uh, yeah, that's not going to stop me trying to win every game I, I sit down in front of but I'm also trying to have a good time and I'm trying to make sure the other person's having a good time too even as I ruthlessly destroy them yeah, and this is <laughs> this is something that me and you have talked about privately a lot I'm not sure if we've really gone into it on the podcast but I, I am a firm believer that th- there is a big problem in online gaming in general and it bleeds into fumble a little bit and that you know, I don't feel like competitiveness and fun should be mutually exclusive. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I think because people get so alienated from their opponents because it's so anonymous, they get in this mode where either I win or it's not fun. And that's not really that's not really good, healthy competition to me. You know, it should be both people go and play their best and try to do what they can do and try to win. But we can have fun. We can laugh the whole time. And at the end of the game, we can both say good job, well done. And whoever wins, we can accept that. And uh, so that's kind of what I'm trying to create in an environment where it can be both fun and competitive ultimately. So we'll see. Yeah, cool. And while we're on the subject of leagues, uh, the 4 5 4 league has started its second season, PC. Is that right? Yeah, I think I think so. Um, it seems to have kicked off. Uh, we're doing a, a quick knockout tournament. Um, okay. so, so I've played my first 4 by 4 game. It took about 25 minutes. It was hilarious. Uh, it's impossible to keep the ball safe. <laughs> um, so you just you know you do the best you can and it's just human lineman isn't it sure. yeah it absolutely is it, it, it really does change the game in some ways though sure. um, I mean I've spectated a couple of games as well because you know they're fast and they're fun and I wanted to have some idea of what I was getting myself into and really noticeably um, people use their apothecary for example instantly the minute they get a KO because sure. going four to three is is ruinous if there's still four and the, the other guys on the pitch right. um, how many the numbers become really really important sure what's the guys on the line uh, none. Got... 
Oh, you don't. So you, okay. You well, don't that makes a little better. Anyone up on the line at all? So. So yeah. So I was gonna say, you know, geez, if you, if you get a team with some mighty blow or something, you're gonna knock their whole line off, and they're gonna have no players before they even start. But okay, so you get no one on the line, so you're only getting one blitz a turn unless you choose contact. So yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I think if you know, if someone got three hits on their first turn when you've that, got yeah, four that's, people, that's what I was kind of wondering. A, how a blitz on top of that, that could be that could be very, very right, good. right. I, I'll be interested to see. Uh, I feel like getting lucky on stat rolls in four by four with human linemen could become very, very good. You know, if, yeah, if, if sure one guy true. gets the plus strength plus agility lineman, it is going to be very difficult to stop him. But that's kind of neat. Well, too, you say that there is a there is a, at least a plus one agility. He might be plus two agility lineman on one of the teams that played season one, okay. and they lost in the first round against a rookie team. Okay, well there you so, go. Yes, it is Blood Bowl still. He hey. Exactly. He was dominating the pitch. He looked to me like I thought, well, this is going to be a walkover. Uh, right. But it didn't end up that way. Now, because okay. you have a full squad, you've got 11 linemen. I think you can have more if you want. But you've got to have 11 linemen on your team. So okay. actually, injuries aren't that big a problem. Um, just you know, for that someone drive, goes missing right? or something, you've got someone else ready to come back on for the next drive. Right. Talk okay. about keeping them on the pitch. So I think apothecaries are going to really be for KOs. Yeah, okay. All right. Huh. Um, which is going to see, you know, even some of the better players are going to miss the odd game. They're going to pick up injuries. You sure. Know, it, it's going to just, like all these things, it's going to just add a few little tweaks which are going to change what we all know so well into something we don't know quite so well. Yeah. Uh, and That's I always find that really good fun. That's always, you know, when any kind of rule change or any kind of different format, you know, you can always anticipate what you think is going to happen, but until you sit down and play it and there's a sample size of games to look at, you don't really know, you know, so it'll be fun yeah. to see. I mean, it's made me think there's a, a tournament coming up in London, uh, I think after the summer, the, the London Grand Tournament. And on the Friday night before it, the, the two-day tournament kicks off on the Saturday, Sunday, I think they're planning to play uh, a quick tournament of sevens. And it's made me yeah. think that perhaps I want to try and get along and, and have a go at that. Sure. Um, which okay. is another format I've never tried. Um, I've never tried seven. Having a go at you know, just Just see what it's like. Yeah, 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 yeah cool. sure. Right. Doesn't I seem like some... it would be... The... Go, go ahead. On. I was going to make a joke about PC. It doesn't seem like it would be the <laughs> format for dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't just coach dwarves. I do have some limited experience with right. one or two other races. Okay. Well, let's move on to the... Uh, you. UKTC, where of course yeah, you coach will. something other than we dwarves, right? Be just before <laughs> no, we... I did that, no, I took dwarves this time. But before we go on to the UKTC, um, I've got some exciting news for us. Oh, okay. I've been speaking to a guy called Jason from Tritex Game. Oh, yeah. And he wants to sponsor our podcast. So what's going to happen is he will send us some juicy Blood Bowl stuff to give away as prizes, proper prizes, not like a painted Ooh, token from me. Cool. Um, but they are... I've used them myself. They're a okay. great website. I bought Helmet Wolf from them. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. But at the minute, there is um, a January sale on. Now, there's still time because it's still the 31st. And if you go to their website, um, you will get 10% off your order if you put in txjs10 and uh, that's mm -hmm. one zero um, so but yeah TXJ, we look forward to working with them txjs one zero okay yeah and they don't just do blood bowl stuff they do dungeons and dragons pathfinder not just games workshop stuff they sell some third party minis and it's all there they even sell um Dungeon Bowl tiles. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. Yeah, 50p a piece for Dungeon Bowl tiles. Um, yeah. So cool. it's worth going there. It's www.tritexgames.com, okay? Yeah, it's uh, 
Tritex.co.uk. Yeah. Apologies. <laughs> yep. So yeah, uh, uk. I'll put a link on SoundCloud and wherever else on Facebook page so you can get to sure. it. But they're a great company, very friendly, really good customer service. And uh, yeah, uh, go and have the a look. The pricing looks pretty reasonable. I'm looking at some of their Dungeons & Dragons stuff right now because I'm a D&D guy also. And the minis right. look neat and the prices look pretty reasonable. So uh, yeah, Really I reasonable to, prices, yeah. yeah. As far as I, I mean, I, I've, I've done some shopping recently for, for some teams which... Uh, which was I was looking outside of the games workshop stuff for, for some of the ones they haven't released yet, and also just to you know see what's around. As I recall, don't they have like more than one maker's range there? So yeah, they've got the, impacts, I think, and they've got uh, Willis, sure, um, and yeah, obviously I, games workshop. I think some, sure. maybe some Shadow Forge or something as well. I think I saw three or four different makes on there. So yeah. certainly they they have a big old range. Yeah, and team sure. deals and all sorts. So yeah, yeah Willie Miniatures yeah. got. Oh, they've got uh, Shadow Forge. Yep, you're right. Yeah, they've got uh, Star Wars X-Wing stuff, which I've yeah. never played, but is super uh, popular at my local yeah, game. I, I've got a friend a that's really into that. But a lot can, of people you can like pick that up, It's like you've got the Shadow Forge stuff. You can pick up 11 female elf players for 28 quid, basically, which wow. I think is really good. Cool. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Mm. So, yeah, get on and have a look. Have a great deeper. Right, PC. Mm. UK... TC. Yeah. Shall yeah. we talk well, what about a our experience had. before we do the juicy bit? <laughs> Certainly. Well, look, the biggest learning I took away as team captain was next time I'm booking some sort of hotel where I can get bacon in them. Yeah, that is... Because whilst uh, we stayed in a nice place, it had nothing on offer for breakfast, and that, that became a bit of a struggle for me. And it also had uh, the thinnest quilt I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah, absolutely. But it was nice. It was, it was all right. It was it nice. Did the it was on the river. It was reasonably central. It was walkable from the town's the city centre. I shouldn't say town. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it worked. But, yeah, I mean... I, I, in terms of the tournament, I thought it was fantastically well run. A really, oh, really the good tournament, tournament. was ace. Yeah. Uh, and just in case he's listening or anyone that knows him, is a big shout out to Brendan who does most of the organising there. I thought it was a fantastically run event. Yeah, it was really, fantastic. Really it really was. And I think the venue was ace. Yep. Um, the way it was, like you say, the way it was run, it was all run on time. The um, standard of play, I thought, was very oh, high. Um, yeah, very high. Possibly not always from us, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so shall, shall we give a bit of a rundown of the first day? Yep, yep, let's, yeah, let's do that. Sure. So we all got, Josh and I drove up, You, we met you there, then um, Malmia yeah, turned I went up. I up on the Friday, um, because on the Friday evening there is a bit of a social the night before. Lots of teams fly in from across the continent, so obviously they tend to turn up at the pub on the Friday night. And people like me that are travelling from distance, I mean, I went up in the middle of the day to get a cheap tra- train ticket, and hence I was in the pub by about six and drinking all evening, which was great. Yeah, and nice. you, you you looked relatively normal on the Saturday when we first met. No, I can hold my beer. Maybe he's just always drunk. <laughs> and that was that was a kind of weird experience because we've spoken quite a lot but never yeah. actually met. No, you are oh, much okay. shorter than I thought. <laughs> I, I am very short. I mean, sort of munchkin-sized. It was. It was oh, Wait, I'll give him the same treatment when I meet him, Mark. I am very aware I'm short, don't worry. Um, but we, we kind of had a bit of a brief team talk, didn't we? And We did. We got straight into it. A uh, very confident start, I thought. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought round one went extremely well. If I recall right, we got three wins and a draw against our round one opponent. Yeah, I drew, yeah. Uh, and famously, Malmere, um, perhaps our, you know, our professional ringer in the squad, um, one of Fumble's great legendary players, um, yeah. coaching a really interesting slam build with all four catchers, two blitzers, no Croxigore, 
uh, and no block across the entire team. A little bit of wrestle, a guard, some dodge. Uh, he faced a vampire team yeah. with six vampires, five thralls, and Wilhelm Cheney. And on top of that, no rerolls, <laughs> which was extraordinary. It um, really was. Uh, we did interview the coach, but unfortunately, because it was so noisy, um, we didn't really pick it up. Shame. But his name's he was Dan. A lovely, lovely guy, yeah, Dan. So shout out to Dan. Hi, Dan. And um, having yeah. predicted that he was going to face a tough couple of days, I think he actually went on to get two wins and a draw with that squad. He did, which yeah. Is he pretty, did, yeah. Pretty good, I think, for that build. Yeah. And that was five vamps with pro, one blodge. Yeah. Like you say, Cheney. Yeah. And then Cheney and some thralls. So yeah, no rerolls. Um, but bless him, he he made it work. Yeah. The second round we played mm. was very interesting. Yeah, it really was. Um, they came and sat down. They looked all professional. They had they cards did. and yellows and reds and whites to say to, yeah, to they, communicate they, to I each think other. We're not. I mean, we were having some good fun and we were trying to be competitive. But I don't think we're as as team focused as some of the really professional teams that play together a lot. These guys had a system where each of them had a yellow, red, and white card. And if they thought they were going to win the game, they put a white card up. If they thought they were going to draw it, they put a yellow. And if they thought they were going to lose, they put a red. So that each one on the team could look across all four tables because you sit next to each other and instantly see, okay, we're going to win this round or I really need to push for the win here because you know someone else is losing and someone else is drawing. I, and I, I, I don't know if that perhaps... I mean, it's a, it's a whole different meta, isn't it? Where where, you're thinking, <laughs> I, uh, where do we get the win out of this particular round rather than just out of my game? I, I very much pity the poor bastard that puts up a card against me saying he thinks he's going to win. That would absolutely <laughs> set me off. <laughs> we, it would we be just, on at that point, the likes of which you cannot imagine. <laughs> we were discussing that. I, I feel, I mean, perhaps I'm just a bit too English about it. I feel I wouldn't put up a white card saying I was winning unless I was 2-0 up with one turn left. Right, that, that, yeah. Exactly. I think outside of that, you're tempting fate. The other yeah. option, of course, is the minute you sit down in front of them and you look at them, you just put your white card up straight away and see, see what that <laughs> does to their state of mind. I, I want to, I want to, I want to go and do that with that system, but I only have a white card, so it just it's always it's always. <laughs> but we were successful well, there, weren't we? As well, that was a good round for us. I think we had. I can't remember now. I won. Yeah, I won, won too. Yeah, so we we won that round, and then the third round we found I think ourselves it was another three wins and a draw. But it yeah. might have been two wins a draw, two draws, or two wins a draw and defeat. I'm not 100 percent certain. Yeah. Uh, and I I also faced the new star, which I know we're going to talk about a bit later. Um, yeah. But hence I'll I'll leave a bit of that for them. But I ended up facing Creek uh, massively undercosted. I don't know that that's his real name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as as dwarves, I also faced two claw mighty blows and uh, a mighty blow strength seven move five ball and chain so that was quite an interesting game yeah but you came yeah, out yeah, we, harsh. yeah i came out okay so we won round two as well and that saw us hit the final game of uh, day one on the top four tables of the 204 oh, 120 table tournament uh which was a, a nice place to be <laughs> sure yeah, and we. Yeah. I don't think we let the pressure get to us, did we? No, it was just. <laughs> it was a very difficult game against um, a German team called Team Reroll and Fame or something. Yeah, who um, are? I mean, they are fantastically, yeah, fantastically experienced skilled. and very, very talented tabletop players, and they beat us quite soundly, frankly, didn't they? Well, they did, <laughs> but even, I think. Even my opponent said to me, well, he reached over the table at the start of the second half and gave me a hug and just told me he was sorry because the dice <laughs> were just so one-sided. It was silly. Sure. And he was yeah, like, really I sorry. Think, I think Rob did all right that round. I think yeah. you lost. I think Josh lost. Um, and I, I mean, he, he, the Kith Thor I was playing, who's a lovely, lovely guy and a very 
coach plays a lot on fumble too and um he was great and, and really fun to play in the first half he was all over me i had a few chances but they went down in the second half my drive was going great but obviously with dwarves and with someone that knows how to slow you down i got slowed down and i was really looking very good for the draw he had a two die against uh and he even said as he went into the, his final turn to stop me, look, I think all I've got is the two die against, so I'm going to try it. And of course, they both came up pounds. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's going to happen in Blood Bowl. I think on balance, he probably deserved the win. I've still got some stuff to learn in terms of tabletop. Uh, I mean, we've all got sure. stuff to learn in terms of Blood Bowl, but certainly mm. on tabletop, I feel I'm still learning where I am and what I'm doing. And I mm. shouldn't obviously have left him any hit at all if I really wanted to, to you know, say I was unlucky. But um, no, I mean, I, I, I lost and... <sighs> A minus two die, a two die uphill never feels good, but it, it happened, and that's blood bowl. That's the dice. I'm, I'm not complaining. But we, we went away quite happy on the first day. We did two wins and a, a loss. We thought wasn't terrible for our first day, and our first time, you know, the first day me and Mark and Josh had ever met. Only the second time I'd ever met Rob Malmere. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, we, we were happy. And then sure. we went out for a couple of beers and food. Then mm. we found out that night that the first mat, the second day, we would be facing Clique and Destroy, which is yeah. Purple Goo, mm-hmm. um, Gegster. Gegster, and... Lycos. Lycos. So Lycos, the ex-head of NAF. Uh, Gegster, who I think has been number one ranked on NAF. Um, Jumanji, who invented some of the rules that are used in some of the NAF tournaments. Uh, and Purple Goo, the current NAF tournament director and possibly according to some i've heard it say the finest blood bowl player on the planet earth right now whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. i know that's going to be stressful <laughs> for you morehouse i'm aware that's a controversial thing to say to you if if he's the best tabletop player that's that's a title he can have <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really anyway, tabletop, but let's move on it was a good game um, i feel i still feel slightly disappointed with that one i think that's one we should have tied Yes, and I think that was I think that was my fault that round. I I felt I had purple goo, and I I made a mistake in turn six of the first half. Let him out when I had him under some pressure, and then he scored. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the second half, I didn't play that great, and again I had a, a fair old chance to draw the game towards the end. Um, but I, I snaked to go for it, which uh, I was trying to get. You know, would have locked up my position much much more safely. And hence he took the ball away, and he won the game. And again, he deserved. To win the game i'm not moaning yeah. that's dice and he, he he played better than me and i made the mistakes so unfortunately had i i think if i'd drawn that we were going to draw the round mm-hmm. but because i lost it we lost that round so we went mm. 2-0-2 with two games left yeah because i i drew against jumanji and malmere played lycos and it was slan v wood elves and that was a yeah. what was it three two in the end yes it was and it malmere was a real came sense finish Sure. Um, which I think is is a very very braggable win for him. I think if you can take a, a somewhat crazy slam build and take out Wood Elves, which are, I mean everyone thinks of those as the real I was going to say power game, um, the real powerhouse of tabletop tournaments. Let's put it that way. Who uh, who had the Wood Elves again? Lycos. 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 Okay. Who who did Gangster? What did Gangster play? Uh, he played uh, Josh. That was a Necro Mirror. Yeah, it was it? a Necro Mirror. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I've uh, I've played Gangster a couple times in the Rookie Royal Rumbles, and he is a very good player. He's a very good player. Yeah, but that was he you is. know that I was think, unfortunate. I but it was especially it was nice. at lower TV. I mean, I don't think Gangster has a lot of weaknesses, but I think especially at low TV, I think he's oh, about true. as good as I've ever faced. Uh, yeah. I I, think I, I mean, I would get I would throw a little room in the door there for end zone i think as far as yes, a low team value player is yeah, very absolutely. very good very very good uh, depending I've on got, how uh i've got a hundred percent record against end zone did, wow. did you 
did that require use of the timeout button? Or, no, uh, no, no, <laughs> no, it didn't. I, okay. I'm going to go ahead and presume that's in one game. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Whereas me and Gangster have played about eight or nine games together. We keep bumping into each other in Royal Rookie Rumbles. Sure. And I think he's got the slight edge over me. But, I mean, I've, I've taken him a few times. He is very, very good, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. So I thought, I thought we played well that round. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I felt it was slightly my fault that we didn't get a draw out of them, which I was there for the taking to some degree. But, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, any, if you're competitive against Cleek and Destroy, which is also pretty much Team England, as I understand it, or certainly, you know, a good half of people that usually form Team England, okay. then I think, I think you can say, you, you know, you had a reasonable go. We certainly weren't yeah. overawed by it, and, um, you know, it sure. was, it's lovely to sit down. If you're going to go somewhere and play Blood Bowl, then playing some of the best players there is is a, is a good way to be. Absolutely. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. Then, we, the fifth round was... I don't want to say a walkover. That wouldn't be no. fair. But yeah. it was certainly less challenging than Cleek and Destroy. Sure. Yes. And I've, I've got to give a shout-out to Ryan, who was my opponent, and he bought... Um, Bretonians against my lizards and my dice were hot that is yeah. it was literally power after power after power to the point on turn six he started using my dice so <laughs> i know but i just i just i felt for the guy because it was it was ju- literally just did they casualty. work for him as well as they did for you no no <laughs> of course not <laughs> No, and it was just, I think, I, I won that 2-0, and I think he gave up turn six, second yeah. half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I came away with a lovely win, that one, um, and we won that round. So, you know, we went 3-0-2, um, heading towards our sixth game. Yeah. And our sixth game was against... Oh. Well, this is... Do we have to talk about this? We do. We'll talk about it quickly. Um, okay. UK BBL, which is yes. uh, made up of cyanide players. Yeah, so. but cyanide players from... I think one of their biggest, oldest, longest-lived yeah. um, leagues. So. Absolutely, I, yeah, that's that's. True. And to be fair, they were lovely guys. They were really Are lovely guys, and so we had some banter. In a really good spirit. There was a lot of banter. Are you guys setting up uh, your explanation for how you lost to a cyanide team right now? Is that happening? Is that yeah? That's, that's exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, I think that's where we're heading here. I sat, <laughs> I, I, I sat down next to my opponent, and we got you know you get your dice out and everything, and I noticed he had some of the same dice as me from my local league. And I just oh, went, cool. where, did, where did you get them from? It was like, oh, my league. So because in the Nottingham. Uh, Warhammer Blood Bowl League's quite big. We both were part of it, but haven't really seen each other before. So I was like, oh, ah, he's one of the admins, right? So that was us, you know, literally living within half an hour of each other. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was cool. And the first thing he said when he sat down was, uh, do you want me to turn the board sideways so you know what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Very cheeky. We said, do you want to pull out a rule book from five years ago? (laughs) There there was some banter. Um, the guy I've played on the, the top table for the team apparently is is quite a well-known tabletop player, so it's not like they only play on Cyanide. Yeah, no, sure. uh, and Steve, who I played, is very much a tabletop player through and through. And then okay. one of their team, a guy who I think plays on BB2 as Corn Knight, um, turns out to be uh, from London like me, and it was his first ever tournament. He really wants to do some more, so I was able to hook him up with a couple of the London tournaments, and hopefully okay. we're going to see him out on the circuit a bit more. And he was a lovely guy too, so... Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was there was a bit of rivalry. Uh, the UK BDL sent, I think, three teams in total, mm-hmm. uh, and that was their their top 
team of the three that went. And yes, unfortunately, they, they did come away with the win. Yeah. Oh. I drew my game, just throwing that in there. Yeah, uh, and I but, won mine, so yeah. let's blame the other guys. That's... I, I, do think, <laughs> I do think over the weekend we broke Mr. Joshua. Yeah, Bless we did. Um, I mean, he was, he was again, it was his first tabletop tournament, I think. Yeah, uh, it was, yeah. I don't think he's played tournaments, and it is, you know, again, it's a whole different thing. It is, yeah. yeah. He doesn't... Um, he One thing he's pointed out, and because he pointed it out, I think it's fair to mention it. Uh-huh. There were 240 coaches there, uh, including 11 coaching stunty teams, and he had the second worst casualty record. Yeah, that's not going to get it done. Uh, I mean, with, the last with few Malmier games doing, he had was doing awful. great with his slam, but of course they break easily too, particularly when you've got four catchers. Yeah. So his cas record wasn't that brilliant either. And hence, in total, although we finished 3-0-3, a little depressingly, we finished 31st of the 60 teams, so just at the top of the bottom half of the table, which we were a tad grumpy about, because between us, uh, we got... There's 12 points available per person. We got eight, seven, six, and six. Sure. So that's, that's a little over the, the 50% average. But as a team, that right. wasn't quite showing up in our results. So uh, again, it your, makes me uh, think, you know, should we be metering how the team faces a, a round? Say, you've got to bring your colored cards next time. That's not <laughs> yeah. well, I, just, I, did feel, I did feel sorry for Josh because yeah. he took Necro. And mm-hmm. people were just mowing through him, and he doesn't—he doesn't play a kind of game because I—I play in the same league as Josh, so I've seen him play, okay. and he's a very good player. And he uh-huh. doesn't, you know, base when it's not necessary or anything like that. So it's not leaving himself open. It was just sure. the fact that the dice against him were just horrendous. Yeah. But, you know, it happens, doesn't it? It's blue. It's blood yeah. bowl. Blood that is game. blood bowl. You know. Yeah. So that was the UKTC. Um, had a great time. Well done to the winners. Which was and what was really interesting there. I would wrong. love it if next year uh, to see an English team come top of that because a lot of the European, you know, some of the best players in Europe travel for that one. And yeah. I didn't look at the final standings, but at the end of day one, I noticed that in the top 15 teams, there were only three English teams. There were a couple of Scots teams as well, and a Welsh team. Uh, the Welsh team is extremely competitive. They've got um, Andy Davo, who was the top-ranked single player at the event, uh, and is an sure. awesome, awesome coach. Uh, and they also had Dionysian, uh, which again, you know, you're not going to find a lot wrong with his Blood Bowl game. So, you know, the Welsh were really competitive. It was won by the German team that beat us at the end of day one. They got five wins and a draw as a squad. So there were sure. some really, really competitive teams there. Yeah. Um, you know, one from each Scandinavian nation, some of the best French people there. The reason we played, played Cleek and Destroy is their first round tie was really unkind to them. They were facing a team called Team Baguette. Uh, which is basically, you know, four of the best players France has to offer, and again formed sure. the backbone of the French national team. So you know, is, uh, they had lost one in the first day. Right. So is the first round totally random? Totally yeah. random. Oh, okay. So that's just, you know, there's no seeding, so that's just rough. No. To, and where you sit play. within your team is random. But from okay, then on, sure. the teams are drawn by Swiss, and then which of the four seats in your team is based on your Swiss sure. as well. So Sure, sure. Is it? Uh, let me go through a little bit more of this because I'm uh, foreign to these kind of tournaments. Sure. What? Uh, so is it two points for a win, one point for a draw, or three for a win, one for a draw, or two for a win, one for a draw, zero for a okay. loss? Okay. But your personal score doesn't count for anything except your personal ranking. Okay. Uh, the, the team also only gets two for a win, one for a draw, and zero for a loss. Okay. And then and that's, what? That's across all four boards. Okay, so then so, what's the re- the tiebreaker relationship between touchdowns and casualties? How does that work? With the team, the first tiebreaker, though they're talking about changing this, okay. is based on your cumulative tier for what teams you've taken. Okay. Um, so you I see we went badly off there with the Malmere coaching slam uh, okay. and Necro. 
uh, are still tier two, despite doing really, really well lately in some tournaments. Yes, so, okay. um, I actually had a chat with someone, uh, a guy called JTY, who was lovely, um, but is sort of Mr. Blood Bowl for Games Workshop. Uh-huh. And although they don't talk tiers sort of openly, they, they do talk about them internally sure. in terms of game design and things. And they consider that Necro, you know, once they particularly got to say 1100, which is where a lot start they right. wouldn't necessarily see necro as a tier two they would see them as a tier one no i kind I, of feel they are yeah yeah they were very no. strong in that rule set they really were and I, yeah I mean, I, take away from it the rules they're using are the same ones used in dawnburn for the world cup later this year right. and as had been widely predicted there was a lot of chaos in the top sort of 15 20 team and um, mm. it's a really good rule set for chaos uh, with claw minotaurs, or how? How? What's the plan there? Yeah, um, um, I saw some claw minotaurs or minotaurs. They just get a, the way it's done is you get you get some you get a you get the money to buy your team and a couple of skills for the first two sure. games, and then right. you get a few more at game three and a few more at game five. Okay. Uh, and in Dawnburn, those will be on the three separate days because there, there's nine games in total, I believe. Sure. Um, and chaos start because they're tier three. They start with a big chunk of skills, and then they just sure. keep getting more. So. Sure. You can you can do a lot with them. You can build a lot. Uh, you can even get you know doubles. Uh, you can get two skills on some players. So okay. you can build some really good players. Yeah, and it was it was good to see people that I'd never met before, yeah. but spoken to people like Pete W. Yes, Can, uh, Candlejack, oh, yeah. and yeah, people that you've spoken to online, but actually put his face to a name. It was great to see um, J Bone was there, who's part of the double schools podcast so mm-hmm. on all and these Joy, different Joy Division, who's responsible for those lovely Zenobian zenith amazons the ones that are actually dressed uh, or at least partly responsible for it he was there i didn't actually meet him um, but i'm hoping to february the 23rd i'm at the london super bowl uh, which is now the talk nuffle super bowl i believe and i think he's going to be there too so i'm really hoping to have a beer with him. well they were playing behind us when we were playing clique and destroy uh, I so i finished early and i met him and spoke right. to him um, and he was going to talk to you, but you were engrossed in your... Uh... In the Purple Off. Yeah, yes. the Purple Off. Anyway. Uh, which, interestingly, me and Purple Goo, we both we talked about it online because we're setting the game up. We now have a a bar brawl against each other where we've both got sort of 1,900 TV orbs. Because um, we both just felt we hadn't done one for a while. We dropped a TV and just randomly ended up with each other. So sure. that could be a fun game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's, he's um, such a nice guy. Well, APC, what did you find out at the UK? Well, when you say find out, um, look, the only thing that I got from JTY I've already talked about, but there were plenty of rumours sort of flying around from coaches. So you don't know how strong these are or where they're coming from. But I heard, for example, that um, some things that may disappoint people, um, that the NAF-sanctioned teams of Corn, Bretonian, and even Slan, um, Games Workshop have absolutely no plans to make them official as far as Games Workshop are concerned. We sure. cannot really expect any miniatures for them or any support for them at all. So whether they will stay NAF-sanctioned or not, I don't know. But on top of that, there's rumors mm. of entirely new races coming to, get to Blood Bowl. Uh, there were okay. rumours of new skills that we've never seen before coming to Blood Bowl. Okay. Uh, and there was even talk possibly of a new format or two coming to Blood Bowl. And of course, okay. my mind instantly goes to, are they going to bring out Dungeon Bowl again? Are we going to see another Dungeon Bowl? Oh, I'd love yeah. that. Which I, I, I think the player base would, would put their money up for it. So yeah. the Games Workshop has to know that. And they sure. do seem to like making money. People, uh, I, I never got into the Dungeon Bowl. What era was that? When, when was that? 
the first one published. Do you guys know? Oh, right when the world was young, I think it was probably third edition. Okay, so that's a little bit uh, before my I was a real it, active player. It might player, even but... have been second edition. Um, it, sure. it was crazy. You know, you had to find the ball in a chest somewhere. Right. Right. That's right. Yeah. Size. Sort of a, a Dungeons and Dragons kind of feel to yeah, football, it, it, sort a of crazy hybrid. But you know, we play a game that is a crazy hybrid. So. Sure. I uh I I know so much of that because I've heard so many people talk about it. So this is why I asked. So we're talking about something that you know is over twenty years old probably, and uh, people still talk about it and play it and post about it on Blood Bowl forums. So I'm sure that would be very popular if it was re-released. Oh, I'm sure it was. So the minute I hear new formats, that's where my mind goes. But who knows? I mean, they've shown yeah. a will to reinvent as they go, as well as staying true. I think they've done a really good job with the 2016 rules and onwards of staying true to the Blood Bowl we all know and play. But just bringing a few tweaks in that keeps it fresh, that keeps us learning. Yeah, yeah. And I think, that, I think so. that's perfect for the hobby. I think that's what people mm. enjoy. Yep. They don't want yep. evolution, but they do want evolution. Right. I, I just want to talk about the Warpstone Open quickly because that's kicked mm. off now. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. And there is one particular bracket, uh, if I can find it, I should have had this up already. That looks like a monster. <laughs> it's it's the one you're in, right? It's I, the I one I'm in. Oh well, there's a shock. <laughs> Whereas uh, everyone else has looked ridiculously easy, I presume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it, uh, go ahead. I'll, well, I'll, I'll get it up for you for once of a better term. Well, I, uh, I, <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Uh, in this one bracket, not only really good players, but really good players with very nasty teams. Someone is going to get uh, whoever gets through this is going to be beaten up a little bit. We've got uh, Nash Togan, Nama, Throix in it with his Nurgle. Uh, Dominic's Nurgle are in it. Uh, Bazakistine's Lizards, probably the best Lizard Man team on the site, are in it. Wow. Uh, Trick Tickler is in it. Oh. Uh, MRT12 is in it. Oh. Uh, uh, you've got uh, Decoach in it as well with his Decoach crazy with Necro. Yeah, crazy yep. Necro. I'm not hearing any weaknesses uh, so far. Yeah, oh, it's uh, awful. It's uh, it's it's one of the worst. Yeah, uh, uh, brackets I've ever seen. Uh, Richter is in it, who is a famously, at least, very violent coach uh, yeah. with some really big orcs uh, with a bunch of mighty blow and dirty player. Uh, He's Richter's, oh, uh, a bit, Richter's a bit of a chooser. Not a picture, a <laughs> uh, he Yes, he likes to hit things that, that squish. Uh, he will get a chance to get hit back in that bracket, though, certainly, <laughs> so we'll see how he takes that. Uh, Nick Nutria with, I think, maybe the biggest team on Fumble, his uh, 3-1-1-0 over 3 million slan. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that may get themselves trimmed up a little bit if they make it too far with those kinds of opponents. Uh, who's he got first round? He's got he's got uh, Richter first round. Yeah, so, yeah. so got Richter's orcs. And yeah. then uh, the, the coach is playing uh, Juiced, or it might be pronounced Juiced. Is that Danish or something? It's who's also a pretty good player uh, with orcs. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's, I'm so playing gonna... on uh, Sunday. Okay. I might be well, don't pom me, bro. I don't know. I'm, I, I've got an American coach. Oh yeah. So uh, right after this, we might be doing. Yeah, you're playing Condor, who's an American coach, or maybe he's Canadian. He's North American time zone. I'm pretty sure. Who's a pretty solid player too. So that'll be a fun game. A uh, Jeffro, he's called, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Have you got Condor. Jeffro? I've oh, got Condor. You, yeah, okay, yes. Two, both those guys are North American, but yes. Uh, and both pretty solid players. So you've got uh, Jeffro with Kemri probably then, PC? Yep. Okay, yep. yep. Does he still have the strength five ball carrier? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. He's got a, a heck of a throw raw. What have you uh, taken, PC? I, I Look, I, I don't tend to build teams that big. It's it's not something I have the time or particularly interest in. But I've, so I've thrown in my dwarves because they were the biggest I had. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. And it turns some... out I think we're at exactly the same team 
TV. So, you know, that's not a bad start for me, considering I'm at 2030, and there's a lot of teams a lot bigger than that. Just some modest little dwarfs with nine Mighty Blow and 12 Guard and whatever. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> harmless little stunties. Um, I'm, I'm look, sure they won't hurt anybody. <laughs> whilst we're on the Warps that open, and this also applies to the, you know, things like the UKTC and other tournaments, um, we keep talking about, you know, the aggressiveness and the competitiveness of people. Pete W, for example, went to the UKTC with his son and another guy and his son. And they were really there really just having a really good time. Yeah. Uh, and that let's never get away from it. And the same with the majors on Fumble. If you just want to drop a team in and have a good time, that's absolutely fine. That's what Blood Bowl is for. Definitely. So yep. don't, now, don't feel it's all about the win. It's really not. We were going to talk about star players, but I'm just... I just want to give a quick shout out. I, I watched Phil Proctor. Uh, oh, yeah, go of, for it. Friend of the podcast. I watched his Warpstone mm-hmm. Open game earlier today. Sadly, he didn't get lucky with his um, his Barnsley-based team. But you know, that's a great example of someone that really plays for the fun of it um, and has a great spirit with every every time he brings a, ta- a team to the table. So Yeah, we met him at the that. weekend as well. We did, we did. And what a lovely guy. So a uh, quick yeah. shout out to him. Yeah, well, we were going to talk about star players for a bit for Walburn, but I think we're running out of time. We're nearly touching on the hour. So what we'll do is we'll leave that and we'll do a star players bit section, big section next podcast. That's what we'll do. Great. And then we can cover them all. Because other than that, I think we're about done, aren't we? We'll update again next time on the Warpstone Open. Don't forget to check out out Tritex Games. Um, Anything else, boys? Uh, no, yeah. Like, like I said, get a hold of me if you have any interest in playing in WHL. Uh, the Warpstone Open looks fun, so keep an eye on those games. Uh, we, we, uh, do you guys have any interest in doing some commentary maybe for some of those or something? Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, uh, definitely. I'll be around. I'll be streaming as well, hopefully, a few of them if I can. Okay, yeah. Now, so I've, now I've got the setup. We'll try and get someone streamed. We'll also try and, um, if there's a, you know, if there's a particularly big game that we, we get some decent commentary for, we might try and throw that up on, on YouTube or something as well. So. Yeah, sure. And also, what I wanted to say to you all is, if you've got any questions for us about race tactics, about what we play, what anything really, if you get in touch with us on the Facebook page or Twitter or whatever, just ask us a question. We will answer them. Yeah, um, and... Uh- I was going to say, you should put another link up. We have a separate Discord channel, too, that people in Discord can get in and ask yeah, podcast questions. Yeah, we have questions. a podcast so. one. Absolutely. If there's, if there's content you want us to cover or talk about, we're more than happy. Yeah, I'll pin that things. on the uh, main Fumble channel. Um, and okay, if you want cool. to check Fumble out and you've heard what we do and think, oh, I'll give that a go, it's www.fumbbl.com. Com. So, and until next time... Plenty of videos around telling you how to get it going. And oh, there's loads, struggling yeah. struggling in any way, pop on the Discord and ask, and there's always someone that will help you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Cool. So, until next time, take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. May Nuffle blow on your dice, not down your neck. As always, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you want to support us, then please like our Facebook page. You can follow us on Twitter, or you can even go to SoundCloud and like us there. Please check out tritexgames.co.uk, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, everyone.